About that time, about that time. About that time. Yes, about that time. Welcome to the jungle. The Auburn Men's Basketball Podcast. Holloway. Auburn Men, talking Auburn Men's Basketball. Auburn looking to push. Looks it up to Jalen Williams. No frills, no gimmicks, just ball. Katie Johnson's been a menace and continues to be. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett. Yeah, All right, everybody. Another episode of the Jungle Auburn Basketball Podcast is live on YouTube and coming to your podcast feed shortly. Uh, Auburn beats Texas A&M 66-55 in the SEC home opener to go to 2-0 in the league. It was a close game. We've been waiting to see how this team would respond. They still end up winning by double digits, but if you watch, you know it was a really tough battle. Uh, Auburn had an eight-point lead at halftime, and A&M does what A&M does, physical, uh, rebounding, toughness, grit uh, they they really gave Auburn a test they even took a lead in the second half and when it looked like all was lost Auburn really found a lot of resolve and bounced back got a huge win Ryan Norman is here to break it down with us for a little bit uh, as he parents and also talks Auburn hoops which is a great doubleheader to pull Ryan would you uh you weren't at the game most people know you're our Auburn local but you watched on tv you got to listen to Jay Williams it was great what'd you think yeah yeah Man, it was uh, you could go a lot of different directions for this game, right? I mean, I think uh, when it comes to just how sloppy it was, um, and for, for both teams, really, um, which is a testament, honestly, to I think our defensive prowess, right? That you have two guys who were first team SEC potential SEC player of the year, and you were in their grill the whole game, they couldn't get anything going, um. And just how physical, you know, we showed a different side of ourselves tonight that I don't, I don't think many of us knew that we had. And I think some of our players are still trying to figure that out as well, too, um, which is why I think we leaned a lot on our veterans there towards the end. Um, and, you know, I, we, we can win a close game. And, and that's exciting to, to hear, especially with a team like Texas A&M that we're, that's, may not be the last time we see them, especially in the SEC tournament. Do we play them again? I, I forgot to look. Nope. One and okay. thank, thank goodness. But they're only going to get better throughout the year. Um, you know, they're starting to figure out things that uh, were going wrong towards the beginning of the year. I think that LSU game kind of woke them up, which is what I was a little concerned about, uh, that they were going to have a chip on their shoulder, uh, you know, try to come out and play really physical, play really tough. And uh, I'm really happy that we responded. I really am. Yeah, yeah, great to see. And this is what – okay, we're back on the, the pod feed. If you heard a little audio discrepancy, apologies. Uh, had a little technical issue, but we're back good to go. So we um, – let's talk about – man, so many things to talk about. Let's talk about MVP uh, because I'm in control of this pod and one player that we may or may not have had a trial of lately uh, had a really good game. Um, Jalen Williams, man. Not only people are going to look at the 22 points, eight rebounds, perfect at the line, three assists, one turnover, but he played, he had had to play 35 minutes. You could tell he was worn out uh, in the second half, but Chaney was just that much of a struggle tonight. What do you think about Jalen? Yeah, I mean, Jalen's MVP all day, just 
with the way that he was uh I, I mean he was our he was our veteran that, that pulled us through. I mean, we, we have seen a Jalen that I think we've all wanted to see consistently for a very long time. Uh and, and he just came out there and uh really won us to victory there towards the end. I mean, uh some of those slip screens they were they designed for him were beautiful. Um, and you know, when we needed that shot at the end, he delivered. I think, you know, it's funny, the whole game we were we were talking about how uh, are we going to hit shots? We're going to hit shots. They're going to fall. They're going to fall. Well, they never really did. <laughs> and so the one shot that we needed to fall was Jalen's there at the end, which was obviously, you know, kind of sealed the deal there for us. But I mean, MVP far away. And, and I think he's our, he's our guy going forward. That's going to, I think we've always said Jalen carries this team and he carries previous teams as well. So you, you said, uh, you know, like you always said, Wendell Green Jr. is like, man, it seems like we go as he goes. And I think that's maybe the best comparison with Jalen. Like, I don't think Jalen's the best player on this team. I think he's a really solid two, second or third best player. But, man, he does so many little things well. And it's the passes. It's the unselfishness. It's the tipped balls. Like, he was in there. I, I was really proud as somebody who's watched him now for so long and liked his game. He was gritty. He got in there and tipped some balls. He got some tough rebounds. Um, he played really good defense for the most part in the post against some big dudes. And, uh, and then just having the calmness to step back, hit, a, hit the dagger. Um, and again, 35 minutes, one turnover. He was asked a lot of tonight. And the nice thing with our limited minutes so far this year is that when you need it, and this is a game you need against a team that AM hasn't been great this year, but you see the potential, you see the talent. This is a huge game to stay undefeated in the league, defend home court, and you got to ride your guys. And I think you made a great point about the veterans on this team. Um, you saw flashes of Katie Johnson just winning plays, winning plays. He had 14. He was our second leading scorer on 14 on eight shots. Um, just terrific. I thought he was great. I thought Trey Donaldson made a ton of great plays. If you, you know, you, the scoring, he's one for five. He had a bad turnover late. But overall, I thought Trey was doing a ton of nice things. Um, tonight, eight of ten at the line, uh, and all in the second half, um, seven rebounds. It wasn't his night either. And the mm -hmm. togetherness of that core group, I think, really carried the day. Yeah, I mean, I think that's who we're going to have to rely on a lot in SEC play as some of our, you know, newcomers, if you will, um, figure out the speed of and physicality of the SEC. You know, I think. Um, uh, Denver struggled with that a little bit. Uh, he showed some toughness there on defense guarding uh, Radford. You know, every time he was in there, I, I was pretty impressed with with him. But uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I think you know that that core group that you were mentioning is is going to be our kind of go to there um, throughout the season when we need you know need stretches there of uh, uh, calmness of uh, just toughness and to finish out games. I think we kind of See, and, and also, I think it also depends on the matchup, too, right? Like, Trey, uh, you know, just with his physicality, th this game was kind of a perfect fit for him. But in other games, you know, Aiden may be the guy that's going to finish out a game uh, just due to the way the, the teams are playing defense. You know, it's it's going to be an interesting kind of way that they come up with those lineups and, and who plays when and, and where, you know, throughout the SEC play. One through three, I think it could depend. Uh, I know people might look at me crazy about the three, but um, although I guess if Chad Baker Mazar is closing tonight, then he's probably the closer uh, because he played really poorly most of this game, really came back crashing down to earth. 
um, after his terrific day, which is, again, he's new well, to the SEC, but he made some plays late, and he rewarded that decision, which is what I love to see. So uh, shout out to him for that. Well, and and if you have if you have Chris Moore in there, or or you know, uh, let's just go with the example of Chris Moore, right? Yeah. You're basically you have four guys on offense. Yes. Uh, I mean, so at least with Chad, you have a threat there, and um, this was a, a testament to him there at the end, right? Extremely physical game. Obviously, uh, it was talked about a lot is physical, you know, skinniness, if you will, um, after that Arkansas game and in the comments he made. And it, it showed a little bit tonight, right? Like uh, Radford and Taylor got past him pretty easily. You know, every time he drive, he was getting bumped a lot. Um, but at the end, you know, like you mentioned, he made some plays. He made some defensive stops. And um, and I think we, we can only – we we could we can complain and and gripe about some things that that these guys did, but at the end of the day, they got it done, and they can yeah. only learn from this, you know, moving forward. Which is, uh, you want that, you want to win, and you want to be like take some things away to work on, and um, yeah, that, that's that's exciting in my books, honestly. It's it's a great point, and um, you know, I love that his plays. The two that come to mind for me were hustle plays. Right, one it was right out of the last TV timeout. He, he was just on a guy on the inbounds pass and he just caused enough chaos to go off the guy's leg and, and, you know, get a turnover. And then there was a great play where classic Bruce Pearl, how many times do you see a guy after we make a basket, whoever's the guard uh, or even Jalen, sometimes whoever's closest to the baseline just kind of hangs around, right? They just kind of hang around, mm -hmm. see if you're going to throw the ball to him and it never pays off until it does in huge moments. So CBM was that guy. And he caused, um, I think it was uh, uh, Coleman, who's a big guy, to step over the line. Um, those little plays, I mean, that's what's so great. I thought he got driven by. I thought he was um, I thought he was shooting us out of some – I thought he was taking some uh, li – uh, uh, not liabilities. Uh, he was taking some creative liberties with some of his shot selection in the second half when things were going really bad for him. And that's the only reason yeah. I would go just more because I know Chris Moore's not going to check up anything and I would rather have denied Jalen Trey Aiden KD I would rather have all those guys shoot at that point but but I do think it's clear based on today's game this is about as rough as it's going to get for Chad in terms of a matchup um he did well he tried he was really trying to stay in front of those guys and he still was was the closer there so but I think one and two you're right like Trey and Aiden I think it's going to depend on the night and then Denver and KD I think it's going to depend on the night and uh, it's great to have, like, a veteran and a new talented guy at both of those spots that Bruce and the coaches can kind of just figure it out. And it seems like all four of those guys are okay playing about half the game. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, what a luxury to have the Tasmanian Devil come off the bench there. Like, I mean, he was – that was something else that we saw at KD tonight. Just the, the way he was flying around out there, the way he was getting to the basket – and, uh, you know, you can only you can only use that so much. Right. I think that's why we didn't you know, see him in, in long spurts. Right. Um, maybe I have to look to see how many minutes did he play. Um, just pretty uh, KD. Um, 21. It, 21. OK, that's more than I thought, honestly. Um, yeah. It felt like there were long periods of times where he just wasn't out there. But um yeah, at the end of the game, you know, we needed that downhill driver, which is is that's where he comes into play, and he's so effective at that this season. You know, 
KD giveth and he taketh away, right? And I think he's giveth more this year than ever. And that's what we were seeing towards the end of last year. And it's carried over. And, um, you, you know, that's such a luxury to have that, you know, right there off the bench, you know, especially in these type of games and in this type of environment where that's needed um, off the bench to, to bring a spark and to bring some energy into the game. Well, I want to talk more about players and stats, but I got to give a couple of shout outs here. Ben's giving us good info. He's not on, but uh, today tied is Bruce's uh, tied for second all time in Auburn basketball wins with Cliff Ellis, who we just got to interview recently. You can check that out. So Bruce is climbing the ranks. If Auburn has a really good year this year, then Bruce could be your all time leading winner uh, for an Auburn basketball coach by the end of the season, which is pretty cool. Uh, the other thing I have to point out, I'm so glad other people noticed this. Shout out farm data. I had the same thought. He said in the chat with 158 left after CBM made that great play to force the turnover. For some reason, Auburn has 20 seconds on the shot clock, not 30. So Ryan, before I rant about this, you don't know of any random rule. It's a turnover. It should be a 30 second shot clock, right? I I mean, this is the first time I'm seeing that. So I, I we'd have to go back. And... It happened. I saw it. Farm data saw it. Uh, the canoe man said he thinks it was a mistake. Now, so when you've watched enough basketball and you're paranoid like I am, I'm over here yelling like, what? No, that's 10 less seconds we can burn off the clock up five, you know? Um, so that was a mistake. Jackson wanted us to make sure to point out the refs had some weird issues with baseline um, placements and some weird – there's just – any weird. game – Games with AM are always weird. You know, people might have forgotten the 39 free throw attempt game last year. I had until they brought it up. And then Buzz and them just, they, you got to respect it almost because year in and year out, they kind of play this. It's, I honestly think it's kind of like what people feel against Auburn. It's just a unique team and style and culture to play. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, that's why people were talking of, you know, oh, they lost to LSU. You know, uh, we, we should, which is crazy that we covered, honestly. I didn't think we were going to cover at one point there, which was, I, I believe, uh, seven and a half it, it closed at. I think at one point it was nine and a half. But, um, you know, you, you got to respect those type of teams. And, look, they're they're going to make some noise at some point, you know, in conference play. I know they're 0-2. Um, you know, it's funny. We could talk about AM for a second here, but they brought back eight out of – eight or nine players from last year's team, including four out of five starters, right? That team last year was second in the SEC, second in uh, the championship game against Alabama. Like, they were legit. And it just goes to show that no matter – even if you bring back everyone from last year, the the team is – you never have the same team, right? Like, clearly something is off with this team. Clearly something is different than what we saw last year. But at the same time, they, they still have that identity and that physical play. So you have to respect it and you have to be cautious with it no matter who you are. Um, they could go out and, and upset a Kentucky with their physicality, you know. Um, so I, I'm not taking this win for granted. Um, I think there's a lot of things we can learn from it. Um, you know, I, I, I got to ask. So I only have about five minutes left here. So I wanted to ask, what is yeah. your what is your opinion on Shane Johnson right now? Because it, it, it's – it's tough because it's like there there's some games you see it, but then there's some that like today, like looked like a deer lost in the headlights. I, I mean, it's just 
And so you got to wonder, you know, obviously Jalen's going to have to play all those minutes. Um, I think he's okay playing a lot of minutes, but, um, you know, it, it's definitely got to have the coaching staff thinking. There was that one stretch there I think we all can think about that it, it was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. First of all, shout out Chris Thomas. He might be right. He said that if the ball's inbounded on the front court, it goes to 20 instead of 30. That could be true. Mm. Um, I And that that's probably right, honestly. But I was just – I just want to be mad at the refs, okay? And it's part of the fun of basketball. Um Chaney Johnson, I, you know, everybody's going to overreact to this. Javon McCormick is the classic example. There was a game, I want to say it was at LSU, where he could not get the ball over half court hardly, and they were just swarming it. They, they, it, when you struggle on a basketball court at this level, it's like blood in the water. And um, I just remember that so vividly. Jared had to play like 37 minutes that game. But then Javon was fine, and by the end of the year, he was a really important player in our tournament run, and then he had a great year the year after. Now, I don't know if that'll be Chaney Johnson. It is obviously a big step up. He's fine. I think he's a good backup four. I think he's still going to be a good backup four. But I would expect Jalen to play, you know, 25 or 30 minutes instead of 22 or 23 like he's averaging right now. Hopefully it's just a one-game blip. I think it kind of – things spiraled really fast, right? He, he missed um, – you know, he missed all three of his shots, but the really bad one was, you know, they were doing some token pressure and – we never really had a problem, but he just threw it right to the point guy uh, at about half court for trying to throw it back. Yeah. And it led to an and one uh, or almost an and one that really was in that momentum swing. Um, and again, like you said with Chris Moore, you know, he's one of the guys that's just not a consistent offensive threat. And there's really only, you know, Leor, Dylan, probably in the traditional sense. Chris Moore and uh, Cheney. So, I mean, everybody else, all the other seven can score and I think are a really good threat. So I think that makes him stand out a little bit. Still super athletic. Um, and I'm just glad we have him as a backup to play as 10 or 11 guys like we are. But it, it was troubling for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I think he's got to chalk it up to, to just an experience game, right? I mean, I know he's a project moving forward. Uh, so any experience in anything that, that we could see flashes of that point towards you know, development and things towards the future. I think that's what we got to look for, you know, moving forward. But, um, I, you know, overall, I'm really excited about this win. You know, I was very nervous about it coming in, just knowing, you know, how we play against Texas A&M, what our record is, how, how we match up. And to get this win and to go into Saturday against LSU, who, you know, beat A&M at, at, their, at A&M, um, it's going to be another t good test for us. You know, every night is is not a gimme anymore. Um, you know, for example, Purdue got smoked by Nebraska tonight. Um, you, you just never know in conference play. You got to show up every night. You got to be physical. Uh, you, you, if you don't hit shots, you're in trouble. Um, and so anyone can win or lose on any given night. So, you know, as much as we like to say that, uh, you know, we should win this game, this is a killer, I think – over over time, the the more that we win this game, these type of games, the more appreciative we'll be of them. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think we just got to keep keep building and progressing and, and win these type of games, so that when we do get to tournament time and we are in these situations, we've been there before and we, we know that we can finish them. Because last year, this team could not finish these type of games at all. So there's some positive trends here that think we could hang our hat on and and, and say, okay, this, this is what we got this year. 
we can win these type of games, uh, even when we're not hitting shots. And that's, that's extremely encouraging. That was the big question, right? Can we, can we win a rock fight? And A&M made this to give them credit. They kind of mucked the game up. They played their style. There's a reason they've won nine out of 11 against us. Um, and they, you know, were 38 two at home in the last three years. I believe they at least have one of those wins, um, from, from last year. Right. So, um, or the last one of the last couple of years they run together, but great yeah. win. This, this is the kind of win that you learn a lot from. It's a bond. Like I love seeing, even when we lost the lead in the second half, there was kind of a, and I, I saw it in Janai and I, I was a little hard on Janai early in the year in terms of like leadership and like, but he, he cares. He cares a lot. And I think he's come a long way in caring about the team when he's on the bench getting yelled at. And he was giving it back to Bruce, which is one of my favorite things, by the way. I love that Bruce has that green light with his players. And he kind of lets them get away. Like, they can talk back a little bit. And they can hash it out. Um, but he's on the bench, engaged in the game. And he comes back in, pumped up about every defensive possession when he still had one point or three points. And obviously, you would expect that out of one of your leaders. But I just thought there was a general – there's a buy-in with this group that I think you can really see – uh, and it was great to see in a close game. We hadn't really played a ton of close games. App State comes to mind. Baylor was kind of close late. Uh, and like you said, huge to every win in the SEC is big. Um, and, and the way our schedule lays out, we just we need to hang in the race as long as we can. And we have a real opportunity these first four or five conference games to, to put some wins together. But like you said, every night's going to be tough and every night presents a different challenge. And that's what makes – the regular season championship race to me, like the pinnacle of the sport. March Madness gets so much attention and it should, but man, mm -hmm. the 18 game grind, like that's what it's all about. We've done it twice and maybe we can hang around and give our, give ourselves a chance at a third here. Absolutely. Well, uh, go over some, some box sets here and uh, appreciate having me on and we'll, uh, we'll catch up here at, at a game in the future. Thanks Ryan. War Eagle. All right. See y'all. All right, chat. This is your time. You're, you're down to just me here. Um, I'm going to go through some a few more team overall stats, maybe talk about a few players, do some riffs that I was thinking about, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, you know, reading through the chat, we're talking about Cheney. Um, Farm Data said he felt like we played terrible, but pulled out the W. Um, you know, the mental toughness of last year's team is a good – Good topic. You know, on one hand, I feel like they were pretty mentally tough because they the year just didn't go right. They they were dealt a lot of tough losses late. Um, some bad luck, in my opinion, which just happens sometimes. Uh, and they kind of hung in there through that. And I was impressed with that last year. But ultimately, it was nice to see, you know, if Jackson and Ben were here, we might be arguing about, do we have that guy? Do we have the go-to guy who, who's going to go, who do we go to down the stretch? And I think the beauty of this team is that it, I think it's going to be different guys every night. Bruce called a play for KD to get downhill and get to the line. And, you know, Janai got some looks late and then Jalen, obviously Jalen's came out of the flow of the offense, which a lot of our looks, the way we're playing offense should come out of what is, what the defense gives you and having, you know, it is a great point Ryan made, even if Chris Moore is maybe a more solid, reliable, not going to shoot you out, not going to maybe uh, make as many potential mistakes on both ends, he's not really a weapon offensively right now. And, and maybe that's where Chad Baker-Mazar just has the edge. Um, 
let's see. Team stats, you know, Auburn shot poorly at 39%, but AM shot worse at 29. We actually outshot them from three. We were 23%, AM 16%. Ben loves 80 plus percent free throw nights, 81% for the Tigers. Deny Broom, I mentioned eight for 10. Just a lot of key uh, front end of one and ones, key free throws when things were looking pretty dicey. Great job by him. Um, we, you know, we talked about turnovers. I think turnovers are an important thing to discuss here. Um, A&M got their season average of 19 offensive rebounds. Okay. They're number one in the country. It was really impressive to watch. Um, but how do you counteract giving up 11 extra possessions basically on off on the offensive glass? You better turn them over and Auburn one turnovers, 19 to 12, the second half, um, you know, we were all disappointed, right? This team has been so good at taking care of the ball. They had four in the first half. They end up with eight in the second half, but they forced, uh, 11 in the second half, A&M, especially down the stretch, uh, really struggled. And we, it, it just felt like our first shot defense was elite in this game. Like they heard us on the offensive glass, like we knew would happen. Um, but man, when we got in a stance and defended in man to man, I felt like we did a great job challenging everything pretty honestly, most of the game doing a great job, uh, defending aggressively without fouling, which is always the key for a Bruce Pearl team, in my opinion. Uh, first shot defense was just terrific. I thought everybody battled their tails off to to uh, make things difficult for Wade Taylor and Radford. Radford, man, killed us, killed us in recent years. And he was four for 13, ended up with 14 points. Um, and how about the SEC player of the year, uh, Wade Taylor, two for 16, 0 for 8 from three. And they both played 30, you know, 33, 36 minutes. So I think our depth helped us. I think our defense helped us. I can't wait to hear who had the scout of this game. I thought we scouted AM really well in the defensive end. So really impressed with all that. And turnovers are key for us. Um, the other number we always talk about is assists. So 18 assists to 12 turnovers, 1.5 to 1. Ben will want more than that. But overall, that's pretty solid, especially when you consider AM had eight turn eight assists and 19 turnovers. That's probably where this game was won and lost. Auburn shared the ball, did what they do well. Um, 18 assists on 20 made shots. How about that? 18 assists on 20 made shots. That's incredible. Um, and that that's probably the biggest part of the game. 14 to three fast break points, six blocks for the block party. We love to see it. Bench points continue to be a strength, 26 to six. And Auburn gets a much needed victory. Um, eight in a row, eight double digit wins in a row. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of all these things that they flash on the telecast, right? Um, I believe Auburn in this seven game winning streak coming into today, we had the, um, averaging the most points in the sec at 90. Uh, we know Auburn can win when it's in the eighties and nineties can Auburn win in the fifties and sixties. We get one data point tonight that says that they can really love the team gritty, uh, effort, especially losing a lead at home credit to Neville arena crowd too. students are back. Terrific atmosphere. And really, our fan base has gotten so much better. I think Jackson said this on a recent podcast, at picking the team up when you're needed and not waiting for Bruce to wave his arms around like a crazy person. Took like six or seven years, but I think we've gotten there. And But ultimately, our guys made plays, and they bounced back, and they showed a lot of toughness. I'm going to go down the list if you're watching on YouTube. Aiden Holloway opened us up with two threes to, to start the game. He was two for six from three. Those were all the shots he took. One rebound, one assist, one turnover. Pretty quiet, um, but obviously got us off to a good start hitting his two. 
uh, first two threes. He's always a weapon. I'm not really worried about him. Um, Trey ended up playing 21 minutes to Aiden's 19 tonight. Trey, I thought, again, in all the little things of the game, was really good. He hit a couple. I guess it was the only shot he hit, that tough turnaround two when we desperately needed it. Um, six assists for Trey in 21 minutes. Thought his passes were great. He got us some easy looks when we needed them. And uh, other than that late turnover, he got to close the game. He did a really good job. And uh, he continues to kind of impress me with – he's just solid on defense. He's where he's supposed to be. Uh, and he kept – he just – he was the guy who made the play um, in one of the key moments of the game. AM got a rebound. There was a loose ball, you know, going towards half court quickly. And it's just Trey in front of Radford. And Trey gets in there, hits it off his knee. It, it bounces all the way to the other side. It's Auburn's ball. Little things like that, man. Those are just winning plays. Talked about Jalen, our MVP, officially crowned 22-8-3. Y'all know what I expect from Jalen. He's, he's a terrific player. Um, great to see him. You know, I said earlier in the year when he was struggling, just wait, he's going to win his games. And uh, he really carried uh, not only a minutes load tonight, but just a responsibility load on both ends that I thought was really impressive. Um, Jackson loved that he was attacking, you know, getting downhill, getting some tough twos getting some easy twos, like Ryan mentioned, off some really nicely schemed plays um, that our staff drew up, but just really solid effort. Um, and I'm really glad this is a Tuesday night game. So Jalen, you know, has an extra day to get ready for Saturday. Janai, zero points in the first half again. I don't think there's anything systemic there. Uh, I feel like part of the problem with having 11 guys play in each half is that there's just going to be halves where guys aren't, you know, they're not uh, loud. Jalen gets yelled at all the time for not, you know, popping enough and being active enough. It's tough when you're playing 10 or 11 guys and there's only one ball to go around. Um, but Janai just showed his, his – he's just matured a lot. Um, and to be able to handle the first halves like he has the last two games, and he's playing winning basketball. His free throws, that's great. Um, and honestly, this is just not a great matchup. They had some big bodies inside. We could have forced it to him more. We probably should have but really happy with him. Um, Chris Moore continues to struggle. And it's, again, it's, it's not so much points, right? He's a good defender. He did a great job on perimeter defense like most of our guys did tonight. But just some not finishing at the rim, some lack of confidence there, it seems like, maybe not trusting himself a little bit. Um, he's kind of become our starter for the halves and then not much else. Um, I thought he might have to play some backup four tonight when Chaney was struggling, but we didn't end up doing that. Jalen just played the rest of the game. Uh, Denver Jones, really impressed with Denver on the defensive end. Um, really impressed with him. Like coming up from FIU, I think he's defending really well and really hard. And he's, he seems to know where he's supposed to be. Um, and I, it was kind of a debate. Katie played great tonight. We'll talk about him here in a minute, but Denver, um, I just really liked him on defense. And then he had three, they had to all be just great looks from three that I just trust he's going to make. He's one of our top three point shooters. Didn't hit him tonight. Um, but zero turnovers, 19 minutes, you know, and, and defended well. Um, but KD got the, got the edge on the minutes. He got to finish the game and it was well-earned um, fearless out there. Uh, man, how many steals uh, we had to, uh, he only had seven steals. He had to have four of them. I mean, I don't have the steal number in front of me, but KD just continues to make things. He he gets steals that no one else I've ever watched would get or create. Now, sure, when he gets a steal and he gets out on a three-on-one break, is he ever going to pass the ball to the trail guy who's wide open for a dunk? Probably not. 
But you know what happens right after he misses that? He forces another turnover on the next possession, and he does get out and do an in-game dunk, which we love to see from KD. Those are those have been rare until this year, but he's starting to get up and dunk some, which is great. Four of six at the line, hit two threes. One of them was a big one from the corner when things were not going well. Um, and again, that play at the end of the game, getting him downhill, trusting him to, to go make a play. Um, great for his confidence. We've seen him win games for us single-handedly late. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And he continues to just play his role the best I've ever seen him play it. He's not really forcing much um, on the offensive end. And if he can play defense like that, and he's also communicating really well when he's off the ball on defense, like he's, he's taken ownership of getting everybody to play their assignment on defense, which I love to see. I think that's been a godsend for him and Chad Baker Mazzara to be close and they kind of feed off each other. I think KD is just doing a really good job and it's great to see him, you know, second leading scorer in this game where offense was so tough. So, so credit to KD. That was great. Trey, we talked about Chad Baker Mazzara. We talked about, I know I'm kind of like a broken record on CBM, um, but he he's still, he's playing so well. He's been a revelation in a way. I actually agree with Jackson that I don't, he's not going to be what he was on the Arkansas game every, every game. That's not realistic, but he still has certain abilities that are very unique and he does provide us scoring at the three and off the bench. And uh, I, clearly that role is pretty secure again, because tonight was rough. I mean, it was rough. I think he was frustrated with himself. He missed some opportunities, maybe forced a few things, uh, three turnovers, you know, uh, four fouls, just not, not a great game. But again, he made winning plays late and he earned those minutes on the floor. You know, um, I, I might've not played him, but he uh, came right out of that last TV timeout, uh, stayed on the floor, made defensive plays. You'd love to see it. And uh, he's going to hit those threes too. He was over three. We've seen him all year. He can shoot. Um, I feel good about him in Denver, you know, continuing to, they'll, they'll hit those shots. I feel good about the quality of the looks that we're getting. Lior played two minutes in the first half, didn't play in the second half. I believe that's the first half all year that Lior didn't get in. So if you're a nerd like me, you might be watching to see if this rotation shrinks at all. Um, I kind of have thought it would be a 10 man rotation eventually all year. But if, if uh, Chris Moore is kind of struggling, I'm not so sure they won't keep sprinkling in Leo or some um, just to spell Chad Baker. Chad Baker played 27 minutes tonight, which I think might be a season high. That's a lot. Um, he was right behind Janai and way behind Jalen, but third leading minutes getter on this team tonight. Chaney, we talked about, and then Dylan, we got to talk about do it all Dylan, man, 12 minutes, six points, five rebounds, two assists, zero turnovers, made his three shots. Um, Dylan just, He's great on the bench. He just, we brag about Dylan all the time, but just great to have a backup center like that. He was really good in the first half, maybe as a change of uh, pace at center. You know, he's a great rebounder, thought he was physical and he kind of helped match the physicality of Texas A&M. So just terrific. Um, he's a big part of this game. Great win uh, overall. So anything else on this game? Let me check the chat Yeah, do it all Dylan. We got some, WDEs in here, War Eagle. Um, you know, somebody just mentioned something about CBM having a bad game. He does give people fits. He is a unique, uh, kind of weird player, right? He's long, and, and Jackson's talked about how he kind of um, he he just draws fouls a lot, and I think it it just looks different. Even sometimes his three pointing, you know, stroke looks a little different. 
he obviously plays with an edge. We love the Spanish trash talking stories that are coming out. Um, him and KD definitely have like a Batman and Robin kind of thing. Uh, and before I forget, I've got to mention again, I've never seen anything like this in all of my time watching college basketball. Never seen a team play six through 10. I'm calling them the second line like Jackson and Ben did. That's great. They're not bench players. They're the second wave. They're the second line. So many halves this year. Those guys are all on the floor together and they turn games. It's incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen a team have all their starters out within four or five minutes of a, of a half and we're down and they, they just lock in defensively. They played like a four minute stretch there. I think Jalen came in for some of that, but it was mostly the bench guys four minutes. They gave up two points and they, and they, then they created some offense to get us back in the game. I think we were down nine to six when they all came in. So just, just really impressive. Um, Curious how, okay, Farm Data says, how do you get half a rebound? Unless we're talking about averages, I do not know. You're right. Dylan, Mr. Beautiful says Dylan's field goal percentage is unreal. Yeah, he he just doesn't force anything. I love it. Um, Dylan, and he Dylan's had some really athletic plays too. Like I think the Arkansas game, nobody covered him, and he just had a straight line drive from the three-point line. It's amazing. Um, he could throw down some, some great dunks. And just, again, the physicality. Um, he got some terrible foul calls. Can we just all complain about the foul calls in the second half where it just felt like it was one of those games where we're, it's so physical and then we're calling these ticky-tack fouls we're doing straight up. Um, uh, it drives – I don't know how coaches do it. It drives me crazy if I was on the sideline having to watch that. So, anyway, Auburn's 2-0. Let's take a look at the SEC – updates we played the late game so we'll be able to see everything through the tuesday games give me a second to pull that up i gotta tell you guys i was pretty i thought this team might be a you know bubble slash good medium team uh, i've said i've been more impressed as we've watched non-conference but continues to kind of I don't know. I just continue to be more and more impressed with the potential of this group. We know their metrics are great. Um, top 10 in net and Ken Palm. I believe they're top nine coming into this game in offensive and defensive efficiency. According to Ken Palm, pretty amazing. Um, so I, I'm, you know, we've talked on this podcast before about ring chasing. I'm kind of getting in ring chasing mode a little bit. Why not? We're two and zero, and let's just see how many we can see how long we can stay in the race. And then if we get to the end of the season, you know, we host Kentucky. That's the only time we play Kentucky. We go to Tennessee. That's the only time we play Tennessee. You know, you never know. Little old Auburn might mess around and uh, mess around and do some things. Let me share this screen. Tonight's games, um, Alabama, big win over South Carolina. They were only up one and a half, but then just – annihilated them in the second half. So Alabama goes to 2-0. Kentucky goes to 2-0 with a home win over Missouri. LSU goes to 2-0, surprisingly, with a win over Vanderbilt. And then Auburn as well. So if we go to the standings, this is, you know, midweek. There's still other teams that have to play. But six teams haven't lost yet. Auburn, Kentucky, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, who's 1-0, and Tennessee, who's 1-0. Let's check the schedule to see who's playing tomorrow. 
Tennessee goes to Mississippi State. Georgia hosts Arkansas. So that's, that'll be interesting to see if Arkansas can bounce back there. And yeah, and then Auburn for the we'll look ahead to Saturday real quick since that's Auburn's next game. Auburn is going to host LSU at five o'clock central time, six o'clock Eastern in Neville. Um, surprising two and zero LSU team. Um, so so Bruce is going to have to get you know it's going to be a different kind of game. I admittedly have not watched a ton of LSU. Uh, holding home court obviously key. Uh, in any you know race like this, that's going to be massive. Kentucky, by the way, on Saturday goes to Texas A&M, so that might be one to watch. Uh, that's on Saturday early afternoon. Really excited about this team. Really excited about how they're playing right now. Um, yeah, just really impressed. Really impressed with them overall. Um, oh man, I totally forgot. I, y'all are doing a great job in the chat, giving me some good. Some good content as I go solo. We'll wrap it up here in a second. But um, forgot Katie sat out the first half of the App State game. Wow. That's crazy. Um, you know, it's funny how things like that, if things go poorly, you never forget that. But Auburn's been playing so well lately that I just completely forgot. That did seem to throw some weird vibes into that game, if I recall. I remember noticing that as well. Anyway, um, this has been great. I will let everybody know that there is an interview that is going to be happening tomorrow with an Auburn basketball coaching staff a member, current member of the coaching staff. Be looking for that. That interview will be out in the pod feed um, sometime soon. So we're excited to continue our interview streak there. Um, somebody we haven't had on the pod before. So that'll be your, your hint for, for this episode. Um, yeah. Great win. War Eagle, everybody. Um, I will hang on the, the YouTube live for a second after we close the, podcast recording recording but for those listening thanks for listening to the auburn jungle podcast uh definitely subscribe give us some reviews give us some comments we love the engagement this year we've been trying to step up kind of our abilities to engage with you guys the virtual tumors corner continues to be fun after these wins hopefully we can keep it going against lsu on saturday war eagle